Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Just going to quickly ma- mention before we do go live, I'm going to have to go back to the office and go get my championship belt because I haven't got it on. <sighs> I mean, do we even need it at this point? <laughs> How, uh, how are you? Yeah, good. This, we nearly didn't make it here, or I didn't. No. I had a, a paranoid COVID scare. I know. that I, wa- I walked into my bathroom to do my COVID test an hour before I left the house, and there was another COVID test <gasps> there with a faint positive line. And I was like, oh, my God. Who's done this test? <laughs> <laughs> Whose test yeah. is it? So I did my test. I came back fine. I was like, what are the rules here? This is a new type of test. When when was it made? Like, I thought it was done this morning. I found out it was done by my partner the previous night, which means it was null and void after 20 minutes. You know, the, the initial reading was right. And yeah, apparently food contamination. Wow, really? A little bit of food in your mouth has made the line dry weird about six hours after the test. So everything is fine. You're all negative. I hope so. Your partner's all negative. I'm all negative. Do you, do you ever feel, because you, have, you haven't had it, mm. um, I haven't had it either, but we've had people in the office, Andy's had it, Adam's had it, producer Rich has had it. My brother texted me yesterday to say that his girlfriend has just said positive. Are you getting FOMO that, that, you, <laughs> haven't, that you haven't had it? There's a part of me that would like to, because so many people have got it now. It's no longer cool to say, <laughs> I've had. You know, I actually had this chat with Andy yesterday. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you were like the first person of this wave of people. Because before Andy, no one I knew had really had it. Yeah, with the Omicron stuff. Yeah, and he went, yeah, I was one of the last Deltas. <laughs> Yeah, 
you are somehow trying to say you're now the best at COVID variants? Yeah, that does sound like the sort of thing that Andy would do. No, but my, my sister's had it twice, I think. And my parents have both had it. They had it last week. They're fine now. No symptoms whatsoever, uh, thankfully. So, yeah. But no, no, I, I think it's now more cool to say you haven't had it. Oh, man, yeah. Like, I think I think you and I are doing pretty well. Pretty well. Pretty good. Plus, I do, you know, I do have asthma. So <laughs> there is that underlying threat that I'll be a bad one. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, because like I because of like, the condition that I have, mm-hmm. um, there was a period of time, like, early on in the pandemic when someone was on the news with something that's very similar to mine who said like, oh yeah, I mean, it's been so tough because I'm in complete isolation. I'm not allowed to leave the house. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh wait, should I not have left the house either? Because I've been going to the shops to do all the shopping and stuff because I can drive. Just went and bought loads of ice cream <laughs> yeah. in the street, in the park. And so I was like, oh no, maybe should I not be going out? And then I, I spoke to um, uh, GP and they were like, no, 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 you're okay. You're, you're, yeah. if, if you get it, like, yeah, it'll be bad, but you're not, you're not an at-risk person. Well, thankfully, it's all okay, and as you'll see if you're watching the video version of this, I'm wearing a fancy shirt because I'm going to the theatre tonight. So there was a um, a thread yesterday. I mean, you're not you're not on the old Twitter machine, so you won't have seen no. this. But um, somebody posted up saying, "Why do you get dressed up when you go to wrestling shows?" And there was <laughs> who, who does well. Hey, well, this shows that you're not on the old Twitter machine because this became a thing yesterday on Twitter of people being like me and showing them sort of getting out, like getting very fancily dressed up, going out to wrestling shows because they are into the world of fashion and things like that. So they want to look nice when they go out for Uh wrestling shows. And I did, and I was looking at this being like, man, like I have, this is really putting my, hasn't changed his style since he was 14 years old, ass to shame. Like I, I found an image of wrestling media con where you and I, I mean, I, I would say you and I, you and I were booked as guests <laughs> for that show and are still dressed in three-quart length shorts and a crap T-shirt. But I think it's such a thing with you now that you are a cartoon character. People would feel <laughs> disappointed if they didn't see Bart Simpson wearing the orange top and the short shorts. Oh, that's... Well, as, as, I'm not short. Oh, you're saying Bart Simpson, right? Yeah, the yeah, shorty yeah. shorts. Yeah, yeah, whereas I'm wearing my flood shorts. Long shorts. Yes, yeah. my long shorts. In fact, actually, yeah, Hannah, who's one of the Fightful mods, messaged me being like, those aren't shorts, they're longs. Mm. Yeah. We don't have that word over here. No. Those are just shorts. They're three-quarter length shorts. Um, but anyway, we need to get into the main show. That here. sounds like a goddamn segment, though. You know, what? what's the fanciest thing you've worn to a wrestling show? Email us in. Support at WrestleTalk.com. We and do have I'll, give you, I'll give you an intro. I'm so fancy. Had a wrestling show. I will do that every time. We get an email about it. Well, we have got a handful of emails in for Get Betters, which we will read out in the outro portion of this show. Uh, We're going to be talking about Raw. Here it is. Well, that escalated quickly. Maurice... Just tried to murder Beth Phoenix with a brick to the back of their head. It's like when, a, it's like you know, when someone pulls out a knife 
in wrestling or a, or a Glock. It just kind of takes you out of the moment. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. D-A-D. Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast. Of course, if you haven't already, please give us a subscribe. Leave a comment. Send in an ultra chat to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll be answering all of those over $5 throughout the show. But first, what did you think of this segment? I have. Okay, so... Oh, actually, actually, what did you think of this episode? Well, that's actually what I wanted to open this chat up with. Is it? Yes. I Ollie, don't think Ollie, I'm Ollie on Davis. The, I don't think I'm in the consensus. <laughs> Ollie Davis, what did um what did you give this episode in your edited review? High four. <laughs> you gave this episode a four out of five. Four out of five. I, I watched this uh, on my own. I watched your edited review on my own when I was in the office on my tard. I nearly uh choked on my food. Did you, but afterwards, did you think, oh, wow, he's convinced me because he knows wrestling so well. He's figured out all the nuances I missed. Well, I mean, I've got some feedback mm. here on the old Twitter machine uh, saying this, um, uh, you don't need to explain. Just send him straight to the hospital and get the help he needs. I don't like the word hospital. Yeah, Thank well, like, someone did correct him to say Thank local you. medical facility. Uh, was Ollie drunk? Um, no. Once again, Luke has all the correct opinions. But um, you tweeted that one. No, that was someone else. Um, someone said, by raw standards, maybe. Uh, by raw 2021 standards, it's a seven out of five. But obviously, we, un, you know, we usually do this at the end, but I put this up on the community poll of what do people think of this show, and 43% gave it one out of five <laughs> rawful. It's a troll vote, this. 43. It's a troll vote. Okay, well, if it's not, 5% of the audience agreed with you. 5% of the. Uh, the multitude How of did I become... come last? <laughs> Out of all five options. Yeah. Four is the lowest one. Yeah. Five out of five got more. Yeah. So I think this might be the most... Dis- divisive. Div- I, yeah, I think this is the most disparagements I've ever seen between your thoughts on an episode and the general consensus of our audience's thoughts on an episode. <laughs> where I, I, I listened to your review and I was like, okay, yeah, it's... I'm surprised he's giving it a three out of five, but I guess, you know, Ollie's a different man. And then when you said four, four. I was like, are you high? What happened? Yeah, a little bit. I I don't really care about the, the consistency <laughs> really. of the ratings of Raw. I care about the consistency of my ratings for AEW because that is a show that has a clear bench line that it's set for itself. WWE programming is all over the place. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. That's what it does. And sometimes my mood aligns with that. And sometimes it makes me very, very irritated because I want more consistency. But today, when I watched it this morning, and Vince McMahon threatened to text Austin Theory's mum, and Maurice hit Beth in the back (laughs) of the head with a brick, and the whole graduation ceremony bit, I was sports entertained. So... You, uh, now that Maurice has hit Beth Phoenix with a brick, Mm. um, do you think this will play, this super serious angle will play into the (laughs) birthday celebration they have planned next week? Has has it now got you interested in this angle? Yes. Are you now interested in their Royal Rumble match? I'm interested to see where they go from the brick. Yes. I, I, I guarantee you Beth will just be on TV next week fine. No, no, no. I think Beth will sell it for at least seven days she'll turn up at the rumble of course 
But uh, Edge, Edge will get his revenge, a fiery revenge. But he can't hit Maurice. <gasps> but then maybe Beth glamours on storms out. But they don't touch. See, now my reading on this was that it was not this big serious thing that she hit her with a brick. I think what the what this read to me was that like, huh, she only hit her with a purse. Why does she go down so much? Oh, there was a brick inside. Mm. It was, you know, like uh, Bret Hart with the uh, the metal plate um, going up against Goldberg. Yeah, it's, it's on the same level. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think people will be talking about this angle in 20 years time. Just we're talking about Bret Hart Goldberg. OMG moments. <laughs> I remember that time when <laughs> Maurice hit Beth Phoenix with a brick and I thought to myself, that's an OMG moment. I thought it wasn't a brick, but then when I saw her go down that hard, I thought, it's got to be something more in it's that purse. Be, I think it's, it's probably a brick. Oh yeah, I got hit with a brick once. Is it only William Regal <laughs> doing these talking heads? William Regal's the best one on mm. those OMG moment things because it, it's William Regal. And then Austin came out in a, in a beer truck. I thought, <laughs> that's, what's an OMG moment? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i i thought this was uh almost a nothing a segment run. oh okay a nothing segment and mm. the reason my thoughts on this are a nothing segment i think this story sucks and i think that it doesn't work because edge won at day one so the story doesn't make any sense <clears throat> that is why i must fight their corner here because you're freaking backing me into it youtube that is why it's not a feud based around edge touching miz it's a feud based around Maurice touching Beth or vice versa. Vice versa. Because they never touched at day one. And now they haven't really touched here because it was the brick through a purse that touched Beth. Mm -hmm. Beth getting her revenge on Maurice. Maurice is the big receipt here. So you think that this match at the Rumble ends the feud then? Yeah, because then Edge will do something serious for WrestleMania season. Mm. Amos. Shane McMahon. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I was thinking on the way here, I was like, well, maybe, actually, we're about time for a Shane McMahon return. So mm -hmm. maybe it'll be Edge versus Shane. So yeah, so I would, the other reason why I wasn't massively into this angle is because if you haven't seen the show, what happened was Edge and uh, Beth were backstage chatting with Dana and Reggie and Dana. then Priest. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. And then Kevin Owens walked up to Priest. Yeah, it was like a sort of a, a revolving thing. And they were given a note from Maurice that said, I want to meet you in the ring, woman to woman, you know, just uh, Maurice and Beth. And Edge was like, I can't let you do that because we know what the Miz and Maurice do. It's they, a trap. It's a trap. I'm, I'm Admiral Akbar here. It's a trap. You can't go there alone. So Maurice is standing in the ring being like, no, please come out. Just woman to woman. And Edge comes out uh, with Beth anyway. And I'm like, well, you know. As the baby face, you are going against the, the wishes here. But fair enough, you can see... You because can see he the, knew it was a trap. You can see that a trap is coming. And then what happened? They fell into a trap. Mm -hmm. Now, I know what you're thinking if you're watching this. It's like, didn't they do that angle in the lead up to the day one <laughs> match? And you'd be right. Mm -hmm. They did this exact angle twice, in fact, leading up to the day one match. Uh, I don't think it's the exact angle because <laughs> brick. Honestly, the, the, brick. The, the brick has egg level significance for me now everyone is calling you ollie dangor now with your terrible <gasps> takes <laughs> there are a few things that will make me do an immediate retraction but that <laughs> i take all my opinions back it was a crap show i hated it i didn't enjoy myself brick 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 yeah. pete messaged me this morning he said just two words 
brick rolled. And then I didn't reply because I didn't think it deserved one. Mm-hmm. And he commented again <laughs> five minutes later, Ollie, I brick rolled. You can use that joke. I said, no, 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 Pete. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> yeah, but Pete also turned down my excellent idea that I had this morning. There's a good idea in there, but I think the ramifications <laughs> are too <laughs> severe. So, yeah, I messaged you this morning. You know, talking about like me and Ollie always have this chat, like what we're going to call the Raw Podcast. And I was always messaging Ollie with like a handful of suggestions things. And Lashley I, and Lesnar. Well, that's what I said. I was like, I guess there was the Lashley Lesnar promo video that was really good. So, and that's the most watched thing on WWE's YouTube, uh, a YouTube video channel. Promo. So, so I was like, well, maybe we could do something around that. Also, I suppose you know there was something in the main event. Maybe we could do something around that because really nothing else happened on this show. And you replied to me in all caps. Maurice tried to murder Beth Phoenix with a brick. And I was like, "How? why is Ollie taking this angle so seriously? It just caught me by surprise. Like, I wasn't into the feud at all. And, you know, I d- actually, also, I think Maurice did really well on the prom- on her promo beforehand. She actually made the crowd boo her. Yeah, she was excellent on that. Pretty flat crowd most of the night as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge got a reaction. By default, it got the most crowd reaction on the whole show no the the <clears throat> alpha academy graduation that, was that got way more of a reaction than yeah. this you know it's all about your balls manscaped baby you know it's time to shave your balls. Manscaped, baby! Manscaped is the name. Performance package is the game. Lawn Mower 4.0. Waterproof cordless steal the show. Great deal. 20% off your order from your friends. Here at Wrestle Talk, we love thee. Use the code WTTV. Free international shipping. We even get yourself two free gifts with the weed whacker for your nose. Because it's not just about your balls. Manscaped, baby. You know it's time to shave your balls. Treat yourself, baby. That's right, you can get 20% off your order and free international shipping at manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. That's 20% off your order, free international shipping, manscaped.com forward slash WTTV. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's see what everybody else says on the Ultra Chats. Charles Berg says, Maurice, you probably want to lay low, find a safe house or a relative close by, because you may be wanted for murder. I've had a terrible vision of the future. Veer Mahan is going to debut a dancing gimmick. They'll call him the Venerosaurus or V-Rex. Oh, I like V-Rex. V-Rex is very good. Yeah, we've got another Ver is coming promo for Veer Mahan after two weeks of missing. He's back to coming again. Um, I actually missed it because I was skipping through the recaps and stuff. So it I didn't see it. It's only until I went onto the Twitter machine and everyone mm. was going like, aha, they played another Veer Mahan promo. I was like, oh, bugger, I missed that bit. Uh, Jack Nichols, Maurice pulled a Marky D and hit Beth right into the shove it zone. What a load of bollocks. <laughs> I enjoyed Sounds it. Sounds like a fan of the angle. I enjoyed SP3 and Luke last night. Pappies that make me happy. Uh, <laughs> God damn. What's your favorite Wes Briscoe match? My favorite Wes Briscoe match? Good crikey. Um was he... my favorite Gerald Briscoe match. Is it the lingerie uh the, the evening? No, it's match? the it's the hardcore <laughs> title win. Yeah, yeah. One, two, three. Gerald Briscoe is the hardcore champion. Um bit of ASMR there. Mm. Uh no, I can't tell you what my favorite Wes Briscoe match is. Did he do one of the lethal lockdown matches? Because probably that one. You can hear if, if you listen closely, you can hear Tempest, Sean Mossap, <laughs> and Wrestling With Regret's hearts breaking right now that we haven't watched Briscoe matches. 
Monty Sanders, I think Rhea Ripley wins the Royal Rumble. I think WWE is doing that thing where they book her badly so the fans rally behind her and her Raw Talk promo came across that way. And I think it worked. She trended for hours. People even started, hashtag Rhea deserves better. I don't think that means, I, I, for me, it's a lock that Bianca's winning. I'm, I'm so confident that Bianca is winning the Rumble. Or Britt Baker. You, you think it could be the DMD? No. <laughs> <laughs> But Ollie, the Forbidden Door. I know, Cody, free agent. Well, that you, and this WWE Impact partnership is so great that they skipped over Bobby Lashley's entire time when he was in Impact by, <laughs> by essentially saying he couldn't find any decent competition elsewhere. I did some MMA stuff. It's about it. Uh, while we're just on the subject, very briefly, because we haven't spoken about it, what are, what are your Cody free agent thoughts? Well, if you uh, watched Fightful yesterday... I was in the uh, the Fightful chat yesterday talking about this. Mm -hmm. yep. um, I don't think he's going. I if, Do you think it's a work? Here's my Admin error? No, I don't think it's an admin error. I think that there is two possibilities for me. Uno, he is just a free agent and he is just seeing what leverage he can get to uh, arrange a, a new deal. Mm -hmm. B, and I think this is one is more likely, it's just a story for Rose to the Top. Okay, yeah, potentially. I think there's a huge conflict of interest being an EVP in the company and then negotiating your own talent contract. But I suppose there's precedent. Triple H does it. All the other EVPs will have to do it at some point in AEW. Yeah. And maybe he is just, you know, perhaps he's more interested in going to doing reality TV shows or mm -hmm. whatever it is on TBS and TNT. <clears throat> but yeah, for me, my money is on. It's so they can do a storyline in Rose to the Top, whatever series comes next. You don't think he renegotiates the contract with the idea that now he can fight for the world championship? No, I don't. I don't buy that because I just think that you could get around that without having to do this. Mm. Like you could just be a heel and just renege on your promise. WWE move confirmed. More Martin Walker. When you watch what the, do you, what do you think? Uh, I think it's probably a leverage play with the idea of working a shoot. What do you think of Ali? We think he'll because me and SP three. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, do you, do you think that they'll grant the release, or do you think because SP three made the point yesterday, which I think is actually an excellent point, that WWE will just hold off and just wait until after Mania and just release him within all the bunch of other people that get released after Mania. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. It's. <sighs> I, I don't see why they wouldn't want to release him, but if the reports are true and he has had a sort of backstage falling out, maybe it's a bit more vindictive uh, to, to keep him hostage a bit longer. I've got a, uh, me and SB3 had this, uh, a guarantee, this is a Luke Owen guarantee, there will be a new story planted within the next few months that he's difficult to work with. <laughs> Set the timer going. <laughs> Martin Walker. When you watch the replay of Monday Night Raw on BT Sport, they cut out all the ads and it comes in at two hours, three minutes, one third of the running time. The sheer length of time spent with ad breaks is one reason Raw is almost impossible to watch live. That's the standard. That's America. That's America. And, it, you know, in over here, it wouldn't be far off. You you just get 15 minutes more. Of team of content, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think it's, I don't think it's insane that you lose yeah. kind of an hour. I think that's just the way that American telly is. And just before we get on with the rest of the show, Swain So Sour has been a member four months in yeah, a row. There he has, uh, bro. I've been a member for four months, bro. I'll ask what I've always wanted to ask. 
what the F was Wrestle Talk back then and how it how did it become what it is now? WTF was Wrestle Talk back but when is the back then? When it was a TV show, maybe? Yeah. Well, it was a TV show on Challenge. Before then it was a radio show on Talk Sport. And it became what it is now by focusing on the YouTube side. Yeah, there it is. Short version of the story. Raw opened with something I didn't like. You're not into... Well, I mean, you hate women, for starters. So. It's something I struggle to get past because of my rampant misogyny. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, they're opening the show now. Ah. So big time Bex, good promos always. I really liked the line she had in this, which was, I make stars just to beat them. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I mean, Becky is an amazing mm-hmm. promo. And I know that there are people that are not into the big time Bex character. Totally get it because I think people just want to cheer Becky Lynch and she probably is still given the biggest baby face reactions despite being the number one heel um, outside of maybe Bianca Belair. But she always does like really well with her promise. It's kind of a lot bit like, you know, I think you can give the comparison to Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss's performance is very good. It's just the segments are garbage. Mm. I think Becky is very good at her promos, just sometimes her promos, the, the promos she's given are garbage. The characters are garbage. Yeah, so Dewdrop interrupted, of course, they're facing each other at the Rumble, little bit of back and forth. Bianca Belair came out and Liv Morgan. They both declared themselves for the Rumble match. And these four people merged into two teams. Babyfaces on one side, Dewdrop and Lynch on the other. How will they coexist? They announced this on Twitter with the can they coexist because WWE's Twitter account are in on the joke. It's fine when they know how bad and repetitive it is. Yeah. Totally washes the bad taste out. Exactly. And this went like two, three minutes. This is what I didn't like because this is a fine story to continue what they were telling. But I I do feel like Liv has been built up to a degree recently in spite of some losses. And I think... You know, she's steadily working to get better and better and better. But here, after three minutes, Lynch gives her the man slam. Dewdrop takes out Becky, her own tag partner. But that's fine. They're building to the rumble. But I don't know. Do you think this was a botch or this was a plan? No, I think this was a mistake. Mm. I think that the the finish of the match was going to be Dewdrop uh, breaks up Becky Lynch, drags her into the corner, tags herself in and then goes and pins her, potentially off the man slam, or the man hand slam, or goes and does her own splash and everything. But she went to go and just straight for the pin after breaking up the move, and the referee, because they were supposed to call it as a shoot, said, you're not the legal woman, you can't pin her. So Dewdrop then was like, oh yeah, I meant to, I, and then essentially mm-hmm. just repeat the spot that she was supposed to do in the first place. That was kind of my, my read on it. So a double bad, there was a botch, and then also, even if it went to plan, you just beat Liv in three minutes, and the way the botch happened meant she just had to sell the man slam for a minute. Yeah, it made Liv look, it made Liv look proper rubbish. Mm. Yeah, I, I Liv came out of this looking quite bad. Bianca Belair was protected in some way because she wasn't the one that got pinned. I still think she is winning the rumble. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, my predictions have been pretty good as of late. So much so that I won the last Wrestle League, and that means, Ollie Davis, I get to pick my next contender. 
for the Jam That Championship. I'm coming for it at the uh, the the Royal Rumble. I'm coming for it. I've got I've got some I've got some thoughts. I've got some ideas this in guy? mind. I've got I've got some oh, some thoughts and some ideas oh. in mind. Oh, maybe maybe that's it's Luke. But they're both friends this time. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe we'll uh, maybe I'll announce oh, something later great. in the show. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. Uh, we cut backstage for the expanded Raw universe, and <laughs> Edge and Beth Phoenix are talking to Reggie and Dana Brooke. You've already mentioned this. And Reggie wants some advice on how to win the Rumble. Oh, no, no, how to beat a Moss. And Edge's like, you do all this stuff. Uh, it's, it's flippy. It's amazing. And Beth's like, you think I'm going to win? He's like, no, you're going to get destroyed, which was funny. But then Beth, like, awkwardly then turned to Dana Brooke and said, Dana, I just want you to know how proud we are of you because you finally got gold. And I'm just, I'm watching this like, this is everyone insane. It's the 24 7 title. They're not even presenting it with like respect at the moment. But I think that in WWE's mind, or, you know, it's sort of like within that WWE family bubble, it shows that the company has some faith in her, which they've clearly never had previously. So, like, having the 24-7 title is a way to say, like, hey, you're now being given TV time, and we're really proud of you that you put in the graft and effort, and you're now getting on TV every single week. Well, it does not play correctly. No, it does it not. It does not come across like that. I think it feels like it's a really elaborate, mean-spirited rib on Dana Brooke. I was like, well, well done. You've won the 24-7 title. I mean, let's be honest. This belt is more prestigious than the 24-7 championship. Damn right it is. I'm going to have it back. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I, well, I'll, I'll think about it. Uh, but Damien Priest's cool, isn't he? Isn't he cool, though? He's friends with Edge, mm. and he's cool. Yeah, so they have a little chat, and then Edge leaves. Kevin Owens comes up. In in a, a weird sort of character, he was kind of respectful, and I don't quite know what he was well, doing. It's because here. he didn't want the Damien to come out. He <laughs> ah. was like pleading with, like, I want to have a match with the priest side of you. Yes, we don't need to get the Damien involved. We can just have a, a straight, clean match. So he's trying to be like kind and respectful, so as not to anger and get the Damien. Makes total sense. I, I didn't. I, I liked it. I just didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, um, I wrote in my notes here. Man, I miss Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins together. Like, why have they dropped that? Because, and I just, I thought to myself, man, it's because, I guess because Rollins is now doing the feud with Roman, which was very much a last minute decision. It was probably supposed to be mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy. So I guess there's just no room to do the Owens and Rollins stuff. But that's a real shame because I really like their dynamic and I thought they might go on a tag title run. And then blow me down in the very next segment, Kevin Owens brings out. Seth freaking Rollins is his guest. And I was like, yes, they are still a team. They are still a unit. Good. It was the Kevin Owens show. I felt so sorry for them because this was funny. They were great together. They've been great together for weeks now. The crowd gave them nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. Mm. Nothing at all. They, they even was like, <laughs> Seth was like, where should I sit? And Kevin Owens was like, you're the guest. You choose. And Seth looks at them and goes, Let's not sit down. And they both go, ha, 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 and they throw the chairs over. Oh, it was, oh, they're brilliant together. Like, there are a few things better than Kevin Owens yucking it up with a heel best mate that he's going to yeah. turn on. He had a line in this as well when he was talking about Seth's suit, and he said, you look marvellous. And that's French for marvellous. <laughs> Which apparently, and I didn't know this, I saw someone post up on Twitter, it was a Trish Stratus line from like back oh. in like 2003, 2004 or something. 
she had the exact same lines as someone I've like about posing. I think it was to Christy Hemi pose, uh, posing on Playboy. <laughs> said, you look marvellous. And that's French for marvellous. Fantastic. Well, usually I'd say that's a nice hum, like a, a nice homage. But with WWE, it's probably an accidental copy and paste <laughs> in the script. Uh, so Owens was saying, hey, you beat Reigns for the Universal title. You bring it to Raw. I win the Rumble. We face each other at WrestleMania. Yes. And Seth's just like, Seth I, is still uneasy about it. Well, what, why wouldn't you be? I know. And that's what I like about mm, it. So it's, it's consistent character work from Seth where he's like, I mean, you always turn on tag partners. So like, I don't know whether this is legit. I, I loved the selling that Seth had in that fatal four-way match when like Owens was cheering him on getting pins and things yeah, like that. Brilliant. It was really, really good. So I, I, I do love this partnership and this dynamic. Really, really good. Yeah, total four out of five show. Because then it went <laughs> straight into Kevin Owens versus Damian Priest. As soon as they interacted backstage, I was like, oh my God, why have I not thought about this yet? Yes, Owens versus Priest for the US title. Great matches. I love the idea of Owens getting the title back. I believe that could happen. And yet they had a fantastic match next. Great match here. This was a really, really good match. Like awesome, awesome back and forth stuff. Mm. Really good near falls. And this led to Damien Priest's first singles loss since coming up to the main roster last year. Apparently even longer. I think January 2020 on NXT. Wow. Oh, I might be getting the years wrong. But it's like, it's a long time. He's had DQ losses in singles. He's had losses as part of a tag, tag team, but a pinned, clean... Yeah, and he got pinned by The Miz on an episode of Raw with his pants around his ankles, mm. if you remember, in a handicap match. So a clean singles loss never happens. They still protected him a bit because Owens faked in the injury. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought this was great. And a, a rare instance of beating the champion to set up a title feud. I yeah. like it. In not a championship contenders match. It was just a straight up singles match. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think it's interesting that they pinned Priest and like they didn't make a single mention of it on Raw oh, either at all. So like, you know, pain, you know, wins and losses don't matter and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, like from that side of things, probably could have, maybe this could have felt like a bigger deal but i'm way into priest versus owens as a feud my prediction is that oh, like they are going to cancel each other out in the rumble like priest will end up eliminating himself mm -hmm. by being so angry and the, the damien coming out of him as a way to protect damien priest so he's not thrown out he essentially eliminates himself by being so angry at kevin owens i think i don't think seth's beaten roman yeah so i think the wrestlemania direction will be seth priest Owens. Triple threat. Triple threat, but maybe by WrestleMania, it's Seth versus Owens. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You could keep the belt on Priest, or you could and give them Seth the... Owens again at Mania. Oh, but that's... Surely that's where they're going. I'd want them to stay together for longer. I yeah, love them I was going to say, like, I don't think you need to do it at Mania. I think you can stretch this out mm -hmm. to SummerSlam, maybe. Uh, Nikki, almost a superhero, had a promo backstage. She said, Rhea is the villain here, because she broke them up. That's a Fair justification. It was Ripley who did the, the breaking. And then we got another four out of five show <laughs> segment. Graduation ceremony. New tag team champions, Alpha Academy. They come down to the ring wearing their sort of Valor Victorian outfits. Chad Gable cuts an excellent <clears throat> promo. 
like all the Kurt Angle, early Kurt Angle goofiness. All of the Chad Gable goofiness mm. that we have been missing from Chad Gable for so long. And you could see like Otis, he was he was trying to bring out the Otis in him. Yeah, because I think it's easy to forget that Otis is an incredibly charismatic man and really, <laughs> really funny. And when they first announced this segment and they had them in the graphic of like the graduation ceremony, I was like, eh, man. I thought we were supposed to be taking this tag team seriously because like Otis is now this like super serious heel that's not showing any emotion. The tree trunk of a man that he is. Chad Gable called him that in this promo. So I was like, man, like why would you put them in this like graduation ceremony where you're going to make them look like absolute goofs? And then they came out and acted like complete goofs. And I'm like, well, this is a much better team. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm way more into this set of characters yes. than I am super serious Alpha Academy. And Chad Gable even got to do one of my favorite Chad Gableisms, which I forgot he used to do, which is the shush. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, used to, I forgot I used to do that on SmackDown all the time, mm. and it made me laugh all the time. He also said, don't boo education. <laughs> He's running through all of the, the achievements that he's had. And the crowd boo, and he's like, don't boo education, guys. That's not cool. <laughs> so funny. And then Rand, uh, sorry, Riddle comes out, also dressed like he's going to graduate. And you're like, okay, what is this going to be funny or is this going to be you know, a little bit tiresome? Very funny, I thought. I thought Riddle did all this perfectly. The interplay with Chad Gable and Otis doing his occasional rip <laughs> and uh, like his faces, brilliant. There was one bit where Chad challenges Riddle to a, a rematch, but it it's in an academic challenge, you know, so it's brains. And the camera focuses on Otis and he just gurgles <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into? Brilliant. So, so funny. There was also a great line from Matt Riddle where he, what was it that he said? I'm going to have to find my notes. So the rematch. Now. Um, where you, yeah, have, where to you, you have to light up a... You have to light it twice. Mm-hmm. Like a candle. Yeah. It cut to a guy in the crowd and the guy just went... <laughs> 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 so good good comedy. Good this is comedy. funny stuff. This felt like, you know, like your, your standard mid-level segment in the Attitude Era. And then when afterwards, like, Otis gets out of the ring to go and attack Matt Riddle... Randy Orton slides in from out of nowhere and RKO's Chad Gable. And then he puts on the graduation gown and the hat and he poses with Matt Riddle and they're like buddy-buddy and everything. And I was like, man, Orton looks like he's having so much fun here. Like, having a good time. This is Orton that is just like, that. all of that fiend nonsense is so (laughs) far behind him now. And he's just like, this is what I enjoy doing. I'm having fun. Who knew he just wanted to dress up as stuff all along? (laughs) Yeah. I bet he enjoyed the splinter cell. Thing. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Going to be at the big show so bad he went to AEW. <laughs> uh, so the the big exciting thing from this as well is that next week it will be an academic challenge between Chad and Otis against Randy and Riddle. Now, I am going to steal Sean Ross Sapp's suggestion from this. Surely the punchline of this is that Matt Riddle's a genius. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like he outsmart and he outsmarts Chad Gable and gets like more correct answers than he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works really well. Uh Theory, Austin Theory is then backstage with Vince McMahon. I think I figured out why it's a multicam shoot. It requires so many takes to mm-hmm. get Vince McMahon's dialogue out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And no one wants to say that to him. 
So they're just like, let's just film it from a bunch of angles. Yeah, we can, edit, can cut it down. Save it in the edit. Uh, so Austin boasted about not losing when he did, but he beat up Finn afterwards. It's a half victory. I thought that was quite funny. And Vince said he was going to beat up Theory using his equalizer, which I assume is his dildo, and then send a picture to Austin's mum. Yeah, he's going to self-mutilate him. <clears throat> not this, not this company. Not this company, not now, not in 2022. Think of the sponsors. Uh, I liked how it then cut to the ring for Finn Balor's entrance. And Jimmy Smith says on commentary, what a motivator. <laughs> <laughs> Did make me laugh. Uh, yeah, Finn Balor and Austin Theory had a match. God, nothing here. Like it was five minutes and Austin wins clean. Yeah, that's my notes here. Theory wins, takes a selfie. So, yeah. There's nothing for Finn at the moment. Finn, like, clearly, I mean, I think this has been pretty evident from day one. There was meant to be a big push. Yeah. What, Wait, since, which which day one? Uh, so, well, since day one of, like, Finn going up to the main roster and getting injured in his first big push. Uh, I, I, I think the writing was on the wall there where Vince was like, eh, let's not push this lad anymore. You mean proper day one? Yeah. Not day, not one, day one recent exchange, no, 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 a no. main roster switch. Nor yeah. the premium live event. No, I mean literally just the first time he went up to the main mm. roster and they gave him a big push and then he got injured in his first big match. And Vince, you know, you get tarnished with brushes very easily in WWE. <clears throat> yeah. And I think that, like, if, if anything, most people will have forgot that actually happened, but Vince will never forget that sort of thing. He'll be like, well, can't push him. I can't push him because what if I got to him again <laughs> and I have to relinquish the belt and put it on to someone else? Perfect. Perfectly comprehensible. Well, at least he... You know, three-week pushes. Austin is still... Vince McMahon Project. Mm. Three, you can survive a three-week push if you're Vince McMahon chosen. We'll get on to Amos in a bit. Uh, Nikki and Rhea. Rhea we got an, I've written here, we got another replay of the Nikki-Rhea angle. Spare us in brackets. <laughs> Rhea cuts a backstage promo in gorilla position. They both come down for... Uh, a match I've read and well this isn't going to have a definitive finish Queen Zelina and Carmella interrupt them for a just a nothing promo and Nikki attacks Rhea before the bell rings they brawl and Nikki just backs up the ramp I don't know why the bell didn't ring because they were in the ring together yeah I don't know why either I guess because you know storyline wise <laughs> I don't know like why did Queen Zelina and Carmella even come out I, I guess maybe like Zelina and Carmella were like, man, we haven't got any other challenges because that team's now broken up. We're literally the only women's tag mm. team in this tag team division. Should we try and get them back together so we, at least we can have some matches? Amos took on Reggie next in a match that was set up last week. Uh, it was kind of funny, actually. Dana Brooke was hyping up Reggie backstage and then in the background you saw R-Truth, Akira Tozawa, a referee and Tamina all just sort of pop out eating popcorn because they're going to witness him getting destroyed. It was kind of cute, actually. Uh, but Amos... You are so positive. It's good <laughs> to know what's got an into What's happened? It was cute. <laughs> are, you, are you so excited by Cirque du Soleil that you're like, everything's really good? Well, former Cirque du Soleil man Reggie right here. Uh, yeah, well, I am excited about Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I don't think that made me... Like Raw anymore, though. Just wake up with a spring in your step. 
Um, so some 24-7 jabronis ran down. Is it because the Matrix was so bad yeah, that you maybe. were just like, everything else just seems really good now? Yeah, but Licorice Pizza was excellent. Oh, did you enjoy it? Did you? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah. You know, you know what? It's the exact injection of summer pop fun we all need right now. <laughs> Very good. Great soundtrack. Uh, yeah, so Omos won. Of course he did. Why are we even talking about this? Well, I mean, I can tell you why we're <laughs> talking about this. I wrote my notes here. If Omos was Keith Lee or Karrion Cross, they'd have given up on him by now. Mm -hmm. Because once again, came out to zero reaction, got zero reaction for his offense, got zero reaction when he won, showed absolutely nothing special. And we- well, seen... tall. Well, that's but that's it. And like, I think if he was- like, if he'd have been seven foot tall and had come from the Indies, they'd have given up on him. Because Vince McMahon would have been like, there's no one's reacting to him. He can't get over it. Let's not push him anymore. But because he's a Vince McMahon chosen boy, they almost, like, ignore the fact that he's not getting these reactions. They're like, well, he'll get over eventually. We've got to, got to give him a try. We've got to do everything we can to make sure that he gets over. So this company knows how to do it. And they can put effort and time into people when they want to. They just choose not to a lot. <laughs> not being able to wrestle is a hurdle, I'll admit. Yeah, really right. is. Because like, what are you going to do with him next? Is he going to win the title? Yeah, win the Rumble. He's not winning the Rumble. He's being eliminated by Reggie. Uh, Maurice and Beth Phoenix had their segment after that. Um, then we had the Mysterios and the Street Profits in an eight-man tag against Dirty Dogs, Apollo Crews, and Commander Aziz. Talk about house show vibes. Then. Yeah, but awesome. That was all right. Oh, my God. This is like a five, ten-minute match with a commercial break in the middle. At, at the start, I was like, I do not care about this. Like, why are they doing this? It's just filler. By the end, they, they wrestled so frantically and fastly, I was on the edge of my seat, and the crowd were going crazy. Yeah, I mean, it did pick up, and it's fine. Like, when Dawkins got the hot tag, mm. it really picked up. Very dull and very mundane leading up to that. But the final 90 seconds of the match were very good. Final three minutes of the match. <laughs> I raise you three minutes. The Prophets are celebrating. The Mysterios throw them over the top rope, and they're like, yeah. It's the rumble. And then Ray throws out Dominic. Mm -hmm. I thought they could have they they could have turned that into a hang about. Well, I think Dominic will eliminate Ray from the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, we then, and Ray will go, oh, you got me. Son. You got let's me. not work together to actually win the damn thing and yeah. decide this at the end. Well, which they were saying in their promo to start with. Like the mysterious cut this promo where they're like, we're going to eliminate 29 other men to win the Rumble. I was like, how? There's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the career retrospective of Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar was not there this week. But what a video package. This is peak WWE in that this video package was awesome mm. but had such silly bollocks in it as well we're like <laughs> forged into flames of fire four out of five and it was just like this nonsense bit at the start this like game of thrones bollocks at the start where it's like the sword forged into flames of fire eternities of warriors and, all this yeah. stuff. and then it was like and then it showed brock lesnar being a collegiate athlete was like oh this is all cool stuff now <laughs> you know it's like the attitude era of like freddie blassie promos mm. where it's like time is infinite a warrior stands tall against his oppressor. I'll take this over the next four months of Rhodes. 
We're on a road. First lane. No stopping. Uh, uh, uh. Stupendous road. This video package was awesome. Great. It was really, really good. And I, I would much rather... Like, this made it feel like a really big time deal. Mm -hmm. Because you did have... It you is. know, These are guys who have been in this company, you know, give or take when they left, 20 years. Because Lesnar came in early 2000s. Lashley wasn't too far behind him. But he'd come in after Brock had gone. So Brock had his rise to stardom then he left and went off to the usc and then bobby came in and bobby had his rise to ecw champion and feuded with vince mcmahon in his do-rag and then he also left and now they both come back in this company they're both here but they both they still haven't had this match so they really are building like it's a match 20 years in the making mm -hmm. and i i totally buy it yeah i thought this was a wicked video package all of the footage they had of their college days their college wrestling days all the footage they had of brock lesnar the photos of brock lesnar in the ufc and bobby lashley in bellator as i said not impact wrestling so i, I really do think this spells the end of this partnership that a lot of people thought it was and and it, it effectively was just like bobby lashley couldn't find any decent challenges outside of wwe so he had to come back hmm. um which really buries impact a little bit there <coughs> and yeah. I, and i really like parts of this were great other parts were super silly that's what you want from sports entertainment four out of five miz and marisa walking out backstage sort of not that affected by attempted murder and miz said it's maurice's birthday next week we'll have a big party big party next week a birthday party and an academic showdown I... it's the go home raw for royal rumble <laughs> i wager there's going to be a big old present in the ring mm -hmm. and there's not going to be you know something nice in that box what do you think it's going to be beth the head <laughs> the head of beth phoenix It'll Sorry, be... Fight Club, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Spoiled. I'm not, Spoiled I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to explain the joke because I think people get more wound up when you don't. It's a panic room thing. <laughs> Alexa no, Bliss's no, video package. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, this was my this bit made me laugh out. This made me laugh so much because they announced it's a birthday celebration mm -hmm. next week. Cuts back to the commentators. Corey Graves yucking it up as they heel, being like, oh my God, a birthday celebration. It's going to be so brilliant. It's going to be the most perfect thing ever. Byron Saxon, the baby face, being like, no, they're heels and I hate them. <laughs> I don't want to see them have a birthday celebration. I really don't want to watch that. And Jimmy Smith says, and I quote, well, something you have to watch is Alexa Bliss. <laughs> <laughs> it really felt like, yeah, this is garbage, but you've got to watch it, Byron. I was watching Jimmy. I thought he... I'm, I'm really coming to like Jimmy, but not because like he's a great wrestling announcer. He does a perfectly fine role. It's because I just look at him and I think, why are you here? Because <laughs> yeah. he even said during the Bobby thing, he's like, hey, I called a lot of those Bellator matches. And I'm like, oh yeah, you are a legit <laughs> sportscaster, aren't you? Like, why are you here? Uh, yeah, we got the Alexa Bliss video package. The therapist isn't murdered. And they just did some word association games. Trust. Alexa says Lily. Doll, Alexa says Lily. Imaginary. And that's when Alexa gets annoyed and the therapist runs off. That's it. Well, yeah, because we know she's not imaginary. <clears throat> I think Alexa was right to be annoyed at that. Mm. I think the if the therapist thinks that Lily was an imaginary friend, he wasn't watching the show. Because we saw she's alive. Mm. We Every single person 
Alexa, people she was in the ring with, Shayna people Black, watching Shayna at home. Baszler. Shayna Baszler can very much match with the fact that she's real. The commentators all saw that she was real. She's not an imaginary friend. She was very, very much alive. She winked. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins then had the main event. A good match. Couldn't get into it because no. you just knew what was going to happen. These are two guys going for the top titles in 10 days' time. Surprise, surprise. They, tr- they tried to do everything. Lashley selling his knee, loads of big moves. Seth hit a pedigree, and Bobby kicked out because... It wasn't Triple H doing it. And screw you, Triple H, I think is, <laughs> is the definite message of WWE right now. Uh, God, a belly-to-belly suplex off the top rope that looked great. Um, but ultimately, Shelton, Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander attacked Bobby Lashley wasn't even one of those DQs where it's like, boom, 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 Bobby wins via DQ. It was just like more of a nothing end. Mm. Bobby beats them both up. And while this is all happening, Usos run through the crowd, super kick Seth, and run off themselves. Yeah, but it's, you know, crucial thing here, Bobby stood tall. Mm. Seth didn't, but Bobby stood tall at the, at the end of the day. He may have lost. But you notice that when they do these DQ finish, they never announce that someone has yeah. won because then you have to announce that someone has lost. Which is funny when you think about it. Because over the last 10 or so years, maybe even longer than that, WWE have gone out of their way. Triple H has done many interviews. This isn't just like, you know, Dave Meltzer writing this sort of thing. WWE have gone out of their way to tell you wins and losses don't matter. Apart from when they do, I Mm. guess. Because if wins and losses don't matter... Why do you have to protect either guy? Why not just have... Good point. Why didn't yeah. you have Bobby Pin Seth? If, if wins and losses don't matter. And I think it's just this... Uh, I, I think the whole wins and losses don't matter was a panic, mm-hmm. um, defensive statement against people criticizing them for bad creative. Well, I was like, well, wins and losses... Why do you care why people wins <laughs> and lost? Like, it's your fault that you care about wins and losses because they don't really matter when you think about it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But they know that they do. Kind of in the same way, like we were doing Rumble 2004 uh, for Wrestle Talk Extra, and there was a report in the Wrestling Observer and Figure Four that Vince McMahon blew a gasket in a backstage meeting with the talent because mania plans were being like uh, leaked out to the dirties, the parasites that he calls them, because they don't like journalists covering wrestling. Despite the fact that every sport on the planet has journalists covering mm-hmm. it, wrestling thinks it's uh, unique and it shouldn't have. And I think at the end of the day, we know that. It's not Dave Meltzer writing things in the Observer that aren't making people watch the show. It's their bad product that are making people tune out from the show, but they have to find a boogeyman. So I guess wins and losses is their new boogeyman thing. It's your fault, really, that wins and losses. We know that they do, but we have to pretend that they don't because that makes up for the bad booking we do across the show. Yeah, well, I I made my peace with that a while ago. So I And I knew this was going to not have a finish, so I I didn't mind it. But what's the point? Well, I thought when you have such a big angle after the match, that is that is a legit way to get round an actual finish. Like you can have a DQ finish when there's some you've got an even bigger surprise afterwards. And I thought this would be the perfect setup to have Lesnar try and cost it for Lashley or Roman to try and cost it for Seth. And all of a sudden, you've got all four of those guys in the ring and Lesnar and Roman are also in touching distance, even though they're not wrestling next Saturday. Maybe that'll happen next week. I, 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 but I feel like there's a lot of potential for where this multifaceted top two title feud can go. I, and I 
kind of get you on that front. Mm. But it is also a complete waste of time. Like you said yourself, you couldn't get invested in this match. Yeah, yeah. Because you knew going into it that it wasn't going to have a finish because they're the two top contenders. Even though wins and losses don't matter in this company, they don't want either of them to lose to go into their big title matches. So, which you know just feels like a really backward way of of sort of putting together a show. But then that just means then as a viewer, we're just wasting time and spinning wheels. These these are no longer TV shows; they're contractual obligations. Okay. Um, two other bits on this: mm-hmm. the hurt business. You know why? You could have had Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is in league with Seth. Why didn't he help him to beat Bobby? Because Bobby's going to beat Cedric and Shelton in a two-on-one handicap match next <laughs> week. And the whole idea of the Usos taking out Seth was to, I assume, properly take him out. Why did they just super kick him? To send a message. Oh yeah, message. Send, send, a, send a message. We we the ones. Well, overall, five out of five show. I'm going to upgrade it. <laughs> t- talking about the. This, did you enjoy the show more? No, I thought what it was would... still a complete waste of time. This episode advanced <laughs> nothing. Maurice hit, hit I didn't Beth with a brick. It, it meant loads. Beth's going to be written off TV for at least nothing. seven days. It will mean nothing for next week. Beth is written off of TV until next week's Raw. Oh, what great. And I know you're doing that just to wind me up. <laughs> And it really worked. Yeah, you got it. I did. Got I, you I there. really did fall for that. Um, yeah, this was a, it was a nothing show. And like nothing advanced, nothing progressed. Mm. It was the same thing. Like If you didn't see this episode and you tuned in next week, you might be like, oh, well, Kevin Owens and Priest are now feuding. But that is literally about it. I enjoyed the show. I am not going to die on the hill that it was a great show. No. But that, that's my piece. Here's what I would say. What a bad show. Very boring. Thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more pledge hammers really on you Patreon. What are they saying? Ollie is the worst. No, they're not. <laughs> you haven't even got the chat open. I just throw them. Ollie is the worst. Dads are fighting. <laughs> Get him, Luke. That prick meant everything. Thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Oh, I have to do the next one I've got the things up. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. The Pimp Particle, Terry Hankamer. The Venerable, Jesse Venable. Chris Hellfire Brimstone. All-star, Chuck Turner, Sam. LL Cool J, pause. Marcus, he's got Soul Campbell. Always leave the crowd wanting, Brian Moore. Zoe Sung 101. Pick him up, Loot Sponge. And Justin, the human Godzilla, Wustrak. Great, thank you all so much. That is our Hall of Fame class for Tuesday, the 18th of January, 2022. Mm. Uh, let's get to your wonderful ultra chats for this episode riot dr 
It must be a unique feeling for Mella and Zelina to be the champions and only members of a division. Great time to break up the only other team. I know Nakamura is hurt, but who do you think defends their championship first? Love you 3000, Jam That Jam. Um, yeah, I, I think Nakamura defends his belt before we get another women's tag title match. Well, we'll have a, we'll have a Franken team. Yeah, but of who? That's the that's the problem. Is that there aren't and there isn't anyone else to make a Franken team out of. Bianca and Becky. No, how will? Well, <laughs> do you know what? They win them in the lead up to Mania mm-hmm. as the as the WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Yes, I like it. The WrestleMania oh, yeah. main event part, like opponents win the tag titles. And Lynch is like, yeah, you don't need to use your Rumble shot on me now. You should use it on SmackDown. I don't know. I don't like that idea. You you also go because <laughs> Jack Nichols or Jack Nichols has got one. Oh, he? did I miss one? Uh, oh, Jack Nichols. Just to clarify, the concept of twatting someone with a brick is ludicrous. Can't wait for the Beth has brain damage angle they run next week and subsequent brick on a pole match. I'm sure it will be bare tasteful. <laughs> Peace out, lads. Looking peng as ever, Ollie. Like peng bear. I like the peng twatting. Is, <laughs> peng is capitalized as well. Well, Jack knows how we speak on the streets. <laughs> of Walthamstow. Hey, I was born and raised in the mean village of Hextable. <laughs> Rinny36. Hi, it's been a while since I ultra chatted. I've been going through some financial issues, but I'm back on my feet and ready to support my favourite boys. Can't wait for the Royal Rumble live reactions, but there won't be another Christian situation, right? Well, I think Tempo is going to announce himself for this year's Royal Jamble. Um, But, you know, I think you've got to have pretty strict instructions on that to throw yourself into a stream and spoil it for everyone else, Tempo. Oh my God. Omar, that's an immediate elimination of him. Yeah. He wasn't even in. Omar Josui, you've got to love working for a company where you either fired or a victim of attempted <laughs> murder. Love the podcast, lads, and just wanted to thank you for always making my day a little better. Well, thank you, Omar. Uh, Hawk the Outcast, 823. Pie in the Sky booking, Cody wins the Rumble and chooses to re-sign with AEW. Rhodes and Page main event WrestleMania. Man, I think I got hit with a brick thinking about that one. Jam that jam. Yeah, I uh, I am gonna not, happen. I'm not on the the train that uh, Cody is going to be in the Rumble. I don't think AEW would let it happen, nor do I think WWE would let it happen, even if Cody was a free agent proper. But what if? Because Cody's Cody's beef. I mean, sure, he's got his problems with WWE, but really his problems are with Hunter. And who's in the bad books at the moment? Hunter Hearst Hemsley. You don't think they're going to bring Cody Great. back to run NXT 2.0? No, but just to annoy Triple H. <laughs> uh, always be scamming. It said, hello, you beautiful people. Any chance all three of Ollie's personas show up to the jamble? That way he has a 33 and a third percent chance of winning. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be on the live reactions because I'm doing the stuff the next day. But I could, I guess I could enter and I could pre-record some personas <laughs> if you need somebody to fill up yeah. the... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I, mean, like I can't have you as my challenger for the championship because you're not going to be on the live reaction stream. Oh. Sorry, I, I think I've I've got someone in mind. Uh, Kevin Frank said, Hey, y'all, you kept me from getting depressed while recovering from surgery a few years ago. I watch you two every week. Keep it up. You keep oh, it up, Frank. Thanks, Kevin. Well, uh, 
Kevin. Kevin, what did I say? Frank, that's but Frank's his last surname. Yeah, it's his surname, isn't it? Yeah. Also a first name. Yeah. Luke Owens. Um, Manuel says, hi there, my favorite lads. I'm really sorry, Kevin. Uh, Manuel said, uh, hi there, my favorite lads. Didn't watch Raw. Don't care about it. Just want to show, uh, just want to see how much uh, got its ass kicked in the ratings after attending last oh, night's yeah. American football game <laughs> with the Rams and the Cardinals. Whose house? Rams house. Uh-oh, I was going to ram me. Uh, yes, uh, could be on track for the worst rating ever. In which case, I know what my thumbnail is tomorrow. <laughs> Shock Vince face, graph with downtrending line. Ratings fail. Anger. I'm just going to start, I'm just going to put emojis. You should have a laughing, ah. co- laughing Cody on there as well. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, um, wow, with a huge, huge donation to say, with a bit of clarification, said a few years ago, I almost died after complications of surgery and was stuck watching YouTube for weeks. I found Rest Talk during that time and you saved me from depression. Thank you so much. Also, F Tempest, (laughs) Sammy's TNT run was awesome. Oh, that's that's great to hear that you're doing much better, Kevin. Thank you for the kind words. Absolutely, yeah. Although I think I do agree with Tempest. Yeah, I don't think Sammy had a good run. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was that great. Um, Great first win, though. You know, beating Miro. That was good. Where's Miro been? Well, he's stuck in the Matrix, isn't he? Talking to God. Oh, my God. That, no, it's the good place. It's, Jan- <laughs> sorry, yeah, it's Janet's right. mind. It's stuck in Janet's mind. Uh, and Zach Robinson Music, who's been a member for nine months. Wow. Which means we basically... From the start. Basically, that's from the start, yeah. Bloody hell. Nine months of member goodness. Hope you guys are both well. Will either of you be on the next Clock Tower episode on No Rolls Bard? Jam that jam. Huh. I mean, will we? I am. I think I am. You are as well. Mm. We're both on the next episode of Blood on the Clock Tower on No Rolls Bard. It is a very, very, very fun episode. Yeah. Uh, Ben said it was the the most incredible episode he's ever run. Yeah. And like with he and he's run, he said about sort of 2000 ish games. I push back on that, David. Surely it can't be that many. I reckon it's probably about that many. But to get to 2,000 games. Yeah, including all the playtesting and everything. Wow. Yeah. And he said that there were things that he has never seen in that episode before. So I got my butthole out. <laughs> on the I last, sponsored Camden. <laughs> on the last episode, he only took a dump halfway through. <laughs> it's also never happened before this week. It's all butthole. Mm. Well, I think that uh, draws us to a close. We've got no more Ultra Chats. I, um, I do think, though, that I am going to make an announcement. <gasps> An earth-shattering announcement, if anything. Since I uh, jammed in my Jam in the Jar contract against Pete Quinnell at Survivor Series to win the prestigious Jam That Championship, it is more prestigious than the 24-7 title, uh, Pete has thrown accusations at me that I cheated to win. Mm. Played within the rules. And then Pete lost at the day one reactions not really reactions we actually do reactions to that he lost the day one predictions he lost he lost which means that he wasn't going to get the number 30 spot in the jambles pete was was very upset about it maybe no panama thinks he makes him look like he's the sympathetic guy no it was an obnoxious cry oh i see so i think i've thought about this and you know what pete i'm glad that you didn't get the number 30 spot in the jamble I'm actually really pleased that you didn't get the number 30 spot in the jamble because that means 
you won't win the Royal Jamble. And you're not going to win the Royal Jamble because you're not going to be in the Royal Jamble at all. Pequenel, I challenge you to a rematch for the Jam That Championship at next Saturday's Royal Rumble live reaction stream. Let's settle this. If you didn't think I could beat you fair and square, why don't you put your predictions where your mouth is and we'll do this maybe one more time. Title on the line, no jam in the jar, no jamble, just straight up one-on-one -on -one predictions. Before you do the emails, can I play you this? Of course you can. So we have got about four minutes. Yeah. So maybe we won't get to the <laughs> Isn't it? Like four days after I said get the emails in, yeah. I found something else I'm interested in. <laughs> okay. You wanted to talk about the Matrix as well. Yeah, God, it, oh, it's, it sucks! <laughs> anyway, that's for Thursday. This is from today's Resson Observer Radio with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Brian Alvarez is talking about the RK Bro Alpha Academy graduation ceremony. Okay, here we go. He's cutting this promo, and Gable says, Shut up, you've ruined poor Otis's life. You're so stupid, Riddle, you probably don't even know what the word rematch means. And Riddle says, Isn't that when you light, a, light up for the second time? And that guy. Can you hear that beep? Yeah. What do you think it is? That sounds like Dave Meltzer's fax machine. Hmm. Pop and Gable said he was an idiot and said, You know what we're gonna do? Okay, so <laughs> weird noises happen all the time, and Brian Alvarez has to deal with it. But this this breaks him, he, he snaps, he snaps in a second. What's going on over there? My computer's restarting. What? <laughs> makes that noise when it restarts um this it's it's a different computer but yeah it's it just restarted so it won't be making that noise anymore wow that's a yeah. new one <laughs> you know, you, you, computers don't do that no mine mine does whenever we, it just restarts on its own and makes those noises wow well anyway gable said that he won <laughs> oh my god i what love is, him that noise that is not the noise of a computer restarting. From 20 years ago, oh I think god. it was. Oh god, we're both, we're both weak. <laughs> oh god, I love him so much. You can just imagine, it's this like 90s, you know, because computers did used to do that. They, they restart. A, ma a massive back on the monitor. Yeah, blip, 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 blip. It'll make that noise. Uh, oh, but he's god. just not, it's just there, it's doing its thing. Yeah. Oh, God, Dave Meltzer, what a man. I mean, if you, you know, I, everyone has seen those pictures of Meltzer in his office, which is just surrounded by <laughs> old copies of, I presume, The Observer, yeah. just piled up around him every week that he's written that thing for the last 40 plus years. Uh, oh, what, what a man. Mm. What an insane life he has led. Um, let's see if I've got time for a quick get better in here. Oh, before I do, actually. Uh, thank you to everyone who uh, came to my live show on of Friday. Of course. Yeah, how was it? It was good. Really, really good. Very, very fun. Uh, we sold the place out. 
So that was very good. Um, merchandise uh, shifted as well. That arrived as we were recording the episodes. <laughs> so we were doing the live show and then the, the merch arrived with people with pre-orders. So that was good. And we were going to do two shows. Into our main show and then a bonus show after that as well to kind of give us a couple of weeks off before we sit down and record all the main bulk of stuff again. However, all of the trains got cancelled. So I was effectively stuck in Croydon. Oh my god. So we had to like abandon the second show so I could go and like get and I I my train had been delayed for like an hour and twenty minutes. And eventually I got onto a train that got me back to London Bridge. Oof. And yeah, it was funny, like because I, I I don't really know Croydon all that well. And so Argos. I said to my co-host, Ash, and I was like, oh, maybe I should just get an Uber to London Bridge. And he was like, oh, mate, no, that'd be so expensive. Very far. Is it really far? Because it was only 20 quid. Oh. That was my reaction when I got there. And I was like, what is an Uber? On a like, Friday night? Yeah. Wow. At like, at like about 11 o'clock. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the exact distance, but I think it's around 100 miles. Really? To London? I suppose, actually, yeah. Like one, I, no, no, it's nowhere close. Well, I, I was about to say, you're right. So the reason why I'm a bit confused by that is because when I got to London Bridge, my train going to Croydon was cancelled. Mm. And it was, only, it was only a 15-minute train ride from London Bridge to East Croydon. So I thought they were pretty close. And when I saw that my train was cancelled, I was like, oh, no, I need to get on another train. So I ran and got onto the first train that I saw that was at, like, 44 mm. minutes. And then I, got, I was just on the train. I was looking. I was like, all of these stops. Mm. And I was like, it's only meant to be a 15-minute train ride. No, I was on the stopping service. Oh, so yeah. It took me 50 minutes uh, to get there. If I'd have actually just looked at my phone a bit more, I would have seen that one minute later, oh, what? there was another fast um, service that would have got me there in 15 minutes. You panicked. I did panic. And speaking of panicking, we've got to end this show. Sorry, Adam, we will get to your email uh, on Thursday. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, back tomorrow with uh, NXT. That's Take, the one. That's the one. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.